Here's a piece of good news, all right? A Southern California mother whose two children were reported missing 15 years ago has tracked them down in Florida using Facebook. Wow. All right. The children's father, Faustino Utreira. Well, anybody named Faustino, that's Faust. I mean, would you marry Faust, a man named Faustino. Faust? Faustino. Uh, okay. Took off with him in 1995 when they were two and three years old, respectively, said San Bernardino Deputy District Attorney Kurt Rowley. The mother had found her daughter's Facebook profile after searching for her name on the social networking site in March. An official said recently that the now 17-year-old girl and 16-year-old boy have been placed in the custody of the state of Florida. You can imagine the feeling she's having not seeing her children for so many years and knowing they've bonded with another family, Rowley said about the mother. But at the same time, they're almost within her grasp. Rowley said that when the children, when the daughter's profile was found on Facebook, she initially told her mother that she did not want to reestablish their relationship. But the contact helped prosecutors file two felony counts, each of kidnapping and child abduction against Utrira. Well, this uh, this will show up on uh, CSI Miami uh, it, within weeks, that story. Well, well CSI San Bernardino. <coughs> they're, they're breaking it down. There's more and more shows. Really? It's CSI be, oh, San Bernardino? It's going to be CSI, and then it's going to be, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm frightened about that. You know, I mean, fr- the only thing that happens in San Bernardino is like, Oil spills. Oil spills and and um, uh, mortgage bubbles. Mortgage bubbles are very big in that part of the they country. They burst just like the oil spills. Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke said he is hopeful the economy will gain traction and not fall back into a double-dip recession. My favorite flavor of economic hardship, double-dip. My best guess, he says, this is his best guess, is we will have a continued recovery, but it won't feel terrific, Bernanke said. We've been suffering from his best guesses for over a year now, and his best guesses aren't good enough. He says that's because economic growth won't be robust enough to quickly drive down the unemployment rate, now at 9.7%, he said in remarks at the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars, a nonpartisan research group. I am a Woodrow Wilson International Scholar, and I am not happy that a second-rate mind like Ben Bernanke is talking to those people. But what can I do? They're in Princeton, New Jersey, and I'm on Whidbey Island. Live with it, Pete. The economy grew at a 3% pace in the first quarter of this year. That's good growth during normal times, but coming out of such a deep recession, the economy must grow much more strongly to make a dent in the jobless rate. Fears have grown that the recovery could be derailed if Europe's debt crisis turns into a broader financial contagion, which it is. Crimping lending in the United States and around the globe, the situation has spooked investors, sending Wall Street into fits of panic. I don't see any footage of Wall Street people running around in fits of panic. The only thing they're concerned about is that their bonuses won't be big enough to build another house on the Hampton for their anorexic mistresses. Observing the economy, Bernanke said the news so far is pretty good. Is he living in an alternate America? Both consumers and companies are spending sufficiently to keep the economy moving forward, he said. That's right. The Fed keeps money so cheap it's still possible to blow up the already primed-to-burst debt bubble. When that happens, will we get a public mea culpa from from Ben, like his sainted mentor, Alan Greenspan? I loved Alan Greenspan going, you know, I think I I made a, a few mistakes. Yeah, and we all paid for it, Alan. The private sector, this is Bernanke again, said, is picking up the baton. 
as government stimulus, which mainly powered the recovery in its early stages, starts to fade. So it's a relay race, okay? I don't know where we fit in. Are we the last one in the race to get the baton while the rest of the world and our happiness and the American future races far ahead of us towards the finish line, the line at which we are all finished? Well, okay, we'll just have to wait and see because the track meet ain't over. If you're thinking about illegal immigration, be careful when you're choosing the nation because breaking the law in some countries is frowned upon. Imagine that. Sneak into China, they'll call you a spy and ship you to Mongolia till you die. And in the Sudan, they'll hang you and the camel you rode in on. <laughs> Yeah, don't go hiking and enter Iran, or you might never be heard from again. And in Mexico, you might face a firing squad. Yeah, forget all about going to North Korea. That's a great example of a bad idea. So when it comes down to it, there's only one option you got. Yeah, come to the USA. There's no penalty to pay. Should you get caught illegally immigrating? A 32-year-old Mexican man has died after being shot by a stun gun during a confrontation with Border Patrol agents at a California border crossing. Anastasio Hernandez died at a hospital in Chula Vista, south of San Diego, days after he was shocked at San Ysidro, say U.S. and Mexican officials. U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokeswoman Jacqueline Dizdul alleges Hernandez became combative with agents who were preparing to hand him over to Mexican officials in Tijuana after he entered the United States illegally. After he ignored repeated orders to stop fighting, one of the Border Patrol officers shocked him with a stun gun to subdue him and protect agents, she said. Paramedics were notified immediately, and Hernandez was taken uh, to the hospital, Dizdul said. The Border Patrol also worked to allow several of his family members into the United States to be with him. Dizdul said the Border Patrol regrets the loss of life and is awaiting the results of the investigation. Then I presume they will ship Hernandez's family back to Mexico and go recharge their tasers. Another juicy tidbit from Time Magazine, which is becoming one of my favorite kind of comedy sheets. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was growing up, Luce's magazine was gray. And Very gray. It, and it, it ran the Cold War. Okay, not anymore. Edison had his light bulb, they write. Mm-hmm. Ford has Model T, and Jan Vinces Kraus has his spray-on condom. Inspired the, by the mechanics of a drive-through car wash, the German sexual health educator designed a custom-fitting male contraceptive using liquid latex and some materials from a hardware store. I don't want to know what those materials are. specifically. I I don't want to know. I hope he wasn't in the pliers section. U.S. condom sales have been increasing steadily over the years, and they are expected to top $444 million annually by 2010. Well, that's nothing compared to... Uh, BP profits, you know. No, maybe they could get a giant They've been screwing us for years. (laughs) What about a giant condom to go over the oil leak? Yeah, a real top kill. Yeah. Okay, but usage among teens appears to have leveled off with 61.5% of sexually active high schoolers reporting they've used condoms during their most recent intercourse, down from 62.8 in 2005 and 63% in 2003. Okay, as a teenager, Krauss, he's now 30 years old, had trouble finding the right size condom. 
which sent him on a quest to aid other similarly befuddled young men. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> You're right. Anybody that can't find the right size condom I, it qualifies as befuddled. One size fits, fits all. all. Yeah. In 2001, he developed an online condom advisor which provides printable measuring tapes and instructions to help men determine which condom out of all the brands available in Germany will fit the best. It's ah, so German. Yeah, it's it is German. so German. Oh, that explains the whole thing. Like, here we have two. Like, we have Trojans and there's the other one. <laughs> the other one without the tip. Yeah. According to Krauss, more than 300,000 people have used the free service. The prototype for his spray-on condom, which began testing last year, consists of a hard plastic tube with nozzles that spray liquid latex from all directions, much like the water jets in the tunnel of a car wash. Oh, boy. <laughs> According to Krauss, there are numerous advantages to I'm a spray going on to condom. Drive my little, my little MG ride through this. Okay, little MG. Yeah, wait, I, I was thinking fun. my MG, yeah, right, my yeah, challenger. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my, my road runner. So, he said the condom fits 100% perfectly, so mm-hmm. the safety is much higher than a standard condoms and it feels more natural. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Spraying liquid latex on your dingo uh-huh. right, is going to feel much more natural than slipping on one of those magnums. The design problem, which has kept the product off the market thus far, yes. the design problem mm-hmm. is that latex takes too long to dry. Oh. Liquid latex currently takes two to three minutes to vulcanize. Excuse me, to vulcanize. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm being vulcanized. <laughs> Thus, market-wise, making it impractical, says Krauss. For people to buy it, it needs to be ready in five to ten seconds. So you're going to have to put some heating chemical in there that will vulcanize rubber in ten seconds. Yeah, well, that, that's part of the thing, you know. You put the heating chemical in there. Ooh, let me tell you, you can drive your Mini and it becomes a... A uh, 16-wheeler. 